Welcome back to another episode of the Awakening Bodies Podcast. Today's conversation is a powerful conversation between Tatiana and I. Now, this is an echo from last week's conversation with Lauren and I, where we explore unconditional love and setting proper boundaries for powerful relationships. As we're here through Tati's journey, who is a woman's empowerment coach who has transformed her life from a corporate job doing something she thought she needed to do to now doing what she loves. You'll hear her journey of how she went from doing what society told her to do to now stepping into her heart and actually following what her dreams and her passions are. You'll also hear how unconditional love and proper boundaries have supported her and her fiance Evan in creating a powerful relationship that now they are excited to wake up to every single day. This is a powerful conversation as you'll hear that where your conditions are right now do not have to mean where your future will be tomorrow. So let's dive in. Before we kick this off, so glad that you're here. Part of this growing community involves every single person that is listening on a consistent basis to share the message of what Awakening Bodies is and the value that you're getting. We know that people are sharing based on the way in which the podcast continues to grow and the audience that it's reaching. We're now in the next phase of growth for the podcast. We're looking to expand our production quality. We're looking to expand our reach of marketing. We're looking to reach support and bring in other people on that are going to support us with the podcast. So all of this requires, obviously, resources, specifically money. If you feel pulled to support in the growth of the podcast, from improving the quality of the production to reaching more people to being able to hire now a team that can support us in expanding our mission, that would be greatly appreciated. Down below, you'll see a link. You can do a one-time donation or you can do a recurring donation. Anything helps. Literally anything helps. All right, enough of that. Thank you again. Let's dive into today's episode. Thank you, Tati, for joining for today's conversation. This is going to be packed full of uh, insights, value, knowledge. I've known Tati now for about four years total. The first time I met her, spicy little thing that she was, she <laughs> welcomed me and Laura was like, keep, keep away. <laughs> so funny. We were just talking about that the other day. I don't really remember that interaction, but yeah, a little protective energy. <laughs> yeah, which was goes to show who you are. And I'm so proud to see you and what you're doing because I've known you for a very short period of time, relatively. And to see the way in which you've grown, to see the way in which you've developed, helping women and living better quality of life in total from their relationships to their careers. You've had a massive shift in your career and your life so far, and you're still super young. So thank you for taking time to be here. Uh, let's flow. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited because I know for those listening on my podcast, like I share a lot of how Evan and I were able to rekindle and get back together, of course, was healing and community. It's one of the big things I talked about. And I always like reference you and Lauren because, I mean, you guys were in it with us. I mean, you helped us heal individually and didn't choose sides and you just kind of kept it neutral. You kind of stayed with us. And then when we rekindled, you two were also the same people that we looked up to and like began to model. And so I'm, and I know that, you know, you did work with Evan and he shares that in our podcast, but I'm excited to like chat on this deeper because you played such a massive role in who we are and where we both are today. And it's cool. Full circle. It's such an honor, such an honor to be with you guys throughout that journey. And we'll definitely get to that. And before we move forward, for those that on, on my end, on Awakening Bodies end, who don't know you, could you share like a quick um, how you've gotten to where you're at now. I mean, you were going to school for engineering. You had the job. Yeah. You are now coaching women and supporting. Yeah. So long story short, um, I grew up just like really struggling with my mindset. Poor me, victim. 
very negative, self-loathing. Um, I struggled with depression, anxiety. I was on Adderall, all prescription medications. And so I molded into societal norms and what people wanted me to do. So I ended up getting a degree, job in corporate America, doing engineering, and I hated my life. Like it sucked the soul out of me. And my depression and anxiety was just at an all-time high. And so I just had a moment of time of like, like, we're not meant to be on this earth to be this miserable. Like, why am I here? Like, what is my purpose? And I took a lot of time to heal my relationship with self, food, my body, led me to shifting my perspective, improving my mindset, which led me to discovering who I truly was, my passions, my purpose. And then I just had like a fire set under me of like, I'm going to take control of my life again. And so I quit my corporate engineering job. I signed a lease for Florida within 24 hours, moved down here, no job, knew nobody, never even visited the town. And I just had like the vision of like, I'm going to live the best life I can live because I have one and I'm going to start a business. I was doing health coaching at the time. And then from there, I just like, it's so much deeper than nutrition and health. Mm -hmm. It's like, who are you and what do you desire in life and how can you just be the best version of yourself? And create a life you're obsessed with and so it was through my own journey that now I get to help women through similar um, avenues whether it's career shifts or just self-discovery or now relationships but yeah it's been a journey that's that's my quick <laughs> quick notes on you know what I do and how I got here and it's awesome because I've heard this story before but every time I hear it it's just like I'm hit with this sense of courage the sense of faith the sense of trust you moved into an apartment you hadn't even seen before that somebody else like videoed for you. <laughs> you have within 24 hours, you signed the lease and you moved down to a tower. You knew nobody mm -hmm. for you to have taken that stage from going from a corporate engineering job, which to some people is like a dream. And if that yeah. is for you, God bless. Like we're all here for our own journeys for you at that point in time, you knew you didn't want to go in this direction. What was that sense of like, what gave you that sense of certainty and knowing that I'm going to move down and I'm going to start over? Yeah, I think for me, like that was like I was living the American dream. My parents are immigrants. And so they sacrificed so much for me to now have that. And I was living what they always wanted me to have. But I was there was no life in me. I was so like dead inside. I was numb. And I think what allowed me to do that with that certainty was looking at it and like, OK, what are my fears? What's the worst case scenario? And I just remember realizing the worst case scenario, if it doesn't work out, if I make no friends, the business fails, I don't have money is I move back to my mom's and I find a job. Mm. And then I was like, I'm living my worst case scenario right now where I'm mm. unhappy. I hate my life. I hate my job. I live at home. So the only choice I had was go try something new because you're already at your rock bottom at your worst case. And so if it doesn't work out, you come back here. But at least you said you could try. You tried. Yeah. And I think that's what just gave me the courage of like my back was just against the wall. I'm like, I, there's no much, not much lower I can get other than staying where I'm at. And it kind of like motivated me to just do something different. Um, I will say being off medication played a big role in that because I was numb for so long being on so many meds. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like once I got off, I was able to kind of reconnect to myself again and find joy in life. But and it made me just like curious, like how much better can life get really? And so I was like, why don't I just give this a try? Because the other avenue that all the doctors or all the voices in my head told me to do brought me to somewhere I didn't love. And mm. what would it look like if I followed my heart and what I wanted? And well, clearly it 
It's like a, yeah. <laughs> so you have an awesome husband, well, fiance, beautiful home down here in Florida, group of friends, thriving community that you're building. Yeah. And as you're sharing all this, I can't think but help of, there's so many people that find themselves in that same scenario where they're not joyous, they're finding a place that like, they're, they're at rock bottom. Yeah. However, they choose to stay there. For you, you found yourself there and you were in that sense of, if I don't make a difference, if I don't do something different, then it's going to remain the same. Mm-hmm. Were you always this, did you always have the sense of urgency and the sense of initiative to you? Initiative in what sense? Like, what do you mean? Initiative in realizing I'm, I'm living the worst case scenario. I'm just going to take the action. I think... Yes and no. I think there was, if you look at the little girl version of me, yes. Like I was very ambitious. I was very like, this is who I am. This is what I want. And I think the world started telling me that was wrong. And so then I molded. And then when I molded, I kind of like quieted my voice or quieted my passions. I um, became numb with all the medications and then inner thoughts and negativity. And I just like, I started settling because... I wanted to conform. I wanted to like fit in. And so I wasn't really an action taker at certain points. I feel like it was just more of like coasting and living through life until I just couldn't do it anymore. Like my soul was like screaming to unleash herself again. (laughs) About how old were you when you realized that you were settling and not being fully self-expressed? I remember in college when people would be like, you're an engineer and you party or you're cool, you're social. Like, I, I remember just having moments of like, yeah, this really is not who I am. Uh, um, I remember having moments of like, I'm just going to do this and then be the stay at home mom. And like, and so I had like glimpses of that. But I feel like the moment was just being in corporate. Like, I remember just sitting at a desk, like just I would cry going to work. I was emailing my friends, um, my, you know, my ex at the time, and then eventually Evan, like I have these old emails of like saying like, who am I? Like, what am I here for? Like, what is my purpose? Like, I, I just like was so confused. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, why am I so unhappy? Why do I hate life? Why am I so angry? Why, why, why? I mean, I have more than what other people have and I'm still not happy. I'm not fulfilled. And so I think I just took a look at it and just one day was like I have to I have to make a change I mean it got to a point where like what is it worth living mm. like why am I living here if I'm not even happy mm-hmm. is it better not to like I've, I had those thoughts and so I think moments like that really motivated me to be like okay something else yeah. out there and at that time social media was starting to get kind of you know bigger and you see like the influencers they were like living the life and so happy and so it gave me the seed of if they're happy if they're purposeful like why can't I have that too? Mm. I think that's what kind of helped me find those answers. And then once you have those seeds planted, yeah, yeah I feel like it's hard to take them apart. <laughs> yeah, like once you're aware, you're aware. And yeah. um, it took time though, but I think it was just more of what do you mean? I, it was just dark. It was it was a really dark place, and it was just I felt like I had no other choice. I was going to stay in this darkness. I don't really know how much worse it could have gotten, but of course you can probably imagine worse. And sure. I just, I chose, I think the word you cho- you said that was a choice. Like I chose mm-hmm. to do something different instead mm-hmm. of letting mm-hmm. my thoughts or other people's opinions get to me, which I think not many people take that responsibility back in their lives. Which again, to you, and goes to show the character that you have. And I acknowledge you so much because 
even especially today, like it shows up all over everything you do with a sense of responsibility, the sense of ownership, the sense of taking initiative. Like you, you are somebody that when I think of a powerful woman doing powerful things in the world, you come up. So to see like this journey that you've been on and to get to know you at a deeper level and to see also the nurturing side of you. We were, were having, uh, what was it, brunch for your, for your birthday. Yeah. And that was a common thing that everybody shared. There's this fierce side to Tati that it's like, we called it the pepper, the Spanish pepper. Yeah. <laughs> we were comparing her to a food. <laughs> yeah, the Spanish pepper. We got a game where every single person in the group has their own food. Spi- uh, uh, Tati was a spicy pepper. Yeah. But then she also has that sweet side to her, the nurturing side, that, the loving side, which is such a powerful mix to have. Very interesting. And then you bring that into other people. You bring that into other women that you're working with within your organization and your business. Yeah. Which is amazing. So share with us the journey. So you, you came to Florida. You started a whole new life. You saw people around you already doing it through social media, which is a key thing as, as well for anybody listening to get yourself around a community of people, whether it's digital or in person, that are going to have you see bigger than you see yourself. Because yeah. sometimes we get talked up in our own bubble that we don't realize there's a, oh, a whole other world of possibilities available. Yeah. So you saw that possible. You came to Florida. How did you get yourself now to where you're at? Because you're doing some big things with radiant relationships with your um, whole organization. Like, share with us. Well, for one, what are you doing? Like, what is right now your current season within your professional career and business? So interesting because I feel like I'm doing things and I feel something else is coming. And I have no idea. And I always say, like, okay, God's doing work. Where I have no idea what the next plan is. But yes. right now. Um, I help women in many different ways. I do coaching. So on a one-on-one in a group aspect, I have two group programs and I do breath work. I'm a breath work mm. facilitator. So I love that because mindset work is great, but body work, healing work. And um, I have my my own podcast and the retreats. And so I feel like I do multiple different things, but it's all in the same context of helping women like come back to who they truly are. And it's a mix of self-discovery, but self-creation and really tapping into their potential and really getting clear of like, who am I? What do I want? What am I here for? And then finding the confidence in themselves to go do it. And so for some some women, it's just listening to this podcast. Some women, it's joining coaching. Some, it's coming into a full retreat, which I you know, you host retreats, like in-person immersions are yeah. powerful. So that's a little bit of what I do now in Florida, how I got here. Man, it's been a journey. Yeah, it's a journey. It's a journey. <laughs> Imagine so. So, with the podcast, what's the podcast name so people can follow and listen? Yeah, so it's the Radiant Life Radiant podcast, Life. which I love. It's my baby, and so it's so much fun. And you get real on those conversations. You really open up. Yeah, and if you guys are listening online, you guys know how vulnerable I get. I <laughs> I share it all, but yeah, I mean, I think being real and vulnerable is the best thing you can do. I think yeah. you set a really good example of that for me too. Of just like when when you're just your true, authentic self. That that, I mean, you attract who you're meant to attract and you're able to impact the lives you're meant to impact instead of like creating this facade of like, oh, I'm a coach or oh, I'm a business owner. I have to be perfect. It's like, no, here's my shit. Here's my baggage. Yeah. Can you relate? And if so, great. Maybe it inspires you or I can support you. Which is so interesting because in today's generation, we think that it's all about perfection. But I think we're also realizing, I think people are just at a large scale, especially the younger generation. Oh, yeah. If you think With of like TikTok, for example, yeah. Where yeah. there's no filter, it's authentic, it's raw. It's like, that's what people want. Yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. I feel, I've been on Instagram for a few years now, and I feel, I was telling you guys, like, when things were going viral in, in January, I was like, you guys, like, 
I literally went on TikTok, took messy action. I was like, I don't give a crap of what it looks like if it makes sense. But that was the thing. Like people just feel that authenticity and they're not here to have a perfectly curated Instagram feed. It's like, no, I relate to this girl or she's giving me value or X, Y, Z. And I'm like, people are people are craving that. Like think about all the influencers who are promoting these brands or things and you can just you're like can i trust you like can i believe this is true or not and i think that's people are craving like just authenticity and like Mm. realness and i think tiktok has honestly done a great job of allowing like a platform to be more like who you are versus this facade and fakeness and not saying it doesn't happen but sure sure still does absolutely with that authenticity you're bringing up because it's such a key point did you ever have a sense of not sharing yourself openly because of the comparison of what other people would think say or opinions that they had about you yeah always 100 percent. how were you able to break through that in when i was doing my career transition or like what exactly like because i feel yeah, like yeah. i've done it in like different different ways sure so, so like right now as as you were in january you created this content you're good like if you got to pick it up it's not oh no i'm just getting <laughs> so I have so many affirmations, <laughs> reminders, positive mindset, you guys. That's right. It's beautiful. <laughs> so here you were in, in January with your with your content going viral through TikTok, through messy action that you're just taking it on, vulnerably sharing. In that process of being open and letting people see fully in that authentic self, did the fear of what other people would think about you or what their opinions were yeah for some reason not too much on there i think because i've done i've done so much work on myself got it so at that point i was kind of like take it you look you look yeah. no way or you're not i will say like when i started instagram yeah of course and even when i started my journey um and i feel like I, what i learned is everyone's going to have an opinion or judgment no matter what no matter how much you try to please someone and I'm, you know, I've said things that sometimes I'm not meant to say, but like XYZ, but like at the end of the day, it's like, if I can just be fully me and own it and love me, yeah, then that's all that matters. And whether they judge my post or judge my story, it doesn't matter. Like I, I literally get con- comments on TikTok, especially from men, which is so funny. And they're like ruthless and they're nasty and they're mean. And I l- literally laugh because I don't, it doesn't phase me. I'm like, you don't know me and your words are more of a reflection of you than of me. And I'm so congruent with myself that your assumptions about me, like, I just I don't care. And sometimes I bark back because I'm like, you need somebody to like mirror this back into your face. Like, how miserable are you to be sitting on TikTok commenting on my little girl's post about her relationship and how happy she is? And you got a nasty comment this way. Yeah. And some people were probably like, ouch, that stings. But you know what? Take a look and like, take some ownership. Sure. Stop projecting this negativity in the world so um i don't know i think i just had to learn that i'm not for everybody uh, um but doesn't mean it doesn't come up like i don't know sure, you, you're like do you yeah i feel like when i first met you you were a really good example of me like like just owning yourself like mm-hmm. fully like i don't know like you just have like an energy and presence to you mm-hmm. and at that time like i had done that already but there was a time in my life i had to like shrink small or conform or not be so loud or so bold and it's taken me years to really own myself and love myself for that but i remember when i met you i was kind of like especially as a man like he like you were grounded in Mm. who you were and not in a cocky way though Mm. and so um i don't know that that always like i always know like i don't know i i I value people who own themselves and i think it helped me 
sure own myself even more mm. and not fear like when i was going like through career shifts or like health coaching to the coaching i did now it was kind of like let's just see why you're about evolving if people want to judge let them judge but like yeah. you're okay and happy with who you are i appreciate you sharing that because it's definitely been seasons of putting facades or pretending mm. or the idea of fake it till you make it like i remember when i first understood that idea or first heard of that concept was like comes gonna fake it till i make it but i didn't realize that i was so faking it yeah like that had to shift in a way where instead of faking it it was more so like embrace where you're at to make it where there's a sense of accepting fully where i was at and where i'm not and look i'm currently going through a transition in my professional career where the season is shifting again yeah. so it's like okay this is where i'm taking off a mask to put it that way i'm taking off the, a suit or a shirt that didn't fit me to now step into a whole new wardrobe and in that, it's it's, it's, a it's a transition. It's a process. It's a process. And what's really supported me a lot is understanding that people, to your point of the gentleman or the band that was, or that, say the little boy, saying yeah. stuff online, like that individual, whatever they're going through, they have no way to to channel that energy in a way that's going to be supportive. Yeah. And this is where I know for us, with the work that we do, we see that full responsibility on. And yeah, we're not perfect. Like we're going to make mistakes. We're human, but it's not about perfection especially you being a woman of faith, you understand that through grace, it's all good. Yeah, like there's no perfection. What would you say was your, because I know your story and like if everyone's listening from my podcast, like if you want to share a little bit, yours, like you did, you know, door-to-door sales, you did Bima, you did mm-hmm. um, different career shifts too. And so like, how did you overcome that fake it to your make it, owning who you are and like knowing who you are journey? Yeah, definitely a process. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the biggest things that over time I'm continuing to learn is patience. Mm-hmm. Like, especially in, in the way in which, I mean, at 20 years old, I was saying by 30, I'd be, I'd be a multimillionaire with retiring my parents. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I think that's a very common narrative, yeah. especially as like social media was getting mm-hmm. big and you saw people of like Jake Paul. All they're talking about is money. Yeah. And like, look, some people were able to create that and accomplish that. Uh And once I understood for me that business was available for somebody like myself as a Colombian immigrant who in the past, like I had this vision and literally had it at one point of my vision board had a successful man. The successful man looked like a tall person, a white tall person. For those of you that don't know me, (laughs) I am five foot five and Colombian. So my skin color is olive, caramel, I like to say. <laughs> so there was a time, and this opened up through my door to door journey as I was going through really deep transformative work through Landmark Worldwide, where I realized that the vision that I had of a successful person was completely not who I was. So here I am trying to become a white, tall man to be successful, but I can't change my who I am. Yeah. Like I can't change this physical appearance. And that's just the beginning. Like, I mean, that's just the, that, that's the result. That's like the, the final outcome is the, is the outside, the external, the internal is completely different. Yeah. So I was able to understand that I got to embrace who I am. And if I don't embrace who I am, it's like everything we deny continues to persist. Mm-hmm. And that was a turning point for me. And it was continuous moments of death, continuous realizations that in order for something new to begin, something has to end. And that's challenging because especially in relationships, with relationships, that was the biggest teacher for me. As I'm sure you know, going through a relationship can bring up the biggest confronting thoughts. It's yeah. the biggest mirror. When somebody knows you at the deepest levels of what's going on behind closed doors, it's like there's nothing to hide. Yeah. What a beautiful thing at the same time. Yeah, it's challenging, but it's so true. And like if you don't know who you are, if you can't own yourself or embrace yourself, I feel like you can't show up fully or properly in a relationship because mm-hmm. then you're 
putting on masks, really. Yeah. And that's when conflicts arise. Yeah, so let's dive down that route. Yeah. Because that's a powerful conversation. We just did our last episode, if you haven't listened to it, is an unconditional love and boundaries. And unconditional love is really at the core of being able to have a powerful relationship. Because in order to be with somebody, you have to be able to be with yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's like people want, they're, they're expecting the perfect person, but internally they're like, I hate myself. I don't forgive myself. I'm angry at myself. So I'm expecting you to show up as perfectly, even though I'm not able to see my beautiful face. I'm just seeing the zit. Yeah. I would even like add to that because for those listening, if you're like, well, I, I don't hate myself. I think I love myself. I'm like, okay, okay. Mm. Can you sit with yourself? No music, no movies, no scrolling, no tw- like, can you sit with yourself? Because I know people then that thought there it's like mm, squirming in their body. When, when was the last time you just sat with yourself in silence and let yourself observe feelings, thoughts, memories? Because if you can't sit with yourself in that context, like, then I don't know if you fully have accepted yourself because you haven't even given yourself the space to be with yourself, right? Like, and maybe you don't hate yourself, which is beautiful, but like, can you sure. be with yourself and love yourself? And I just want to like challenge people on that because I speak to a lot of women and men are like, no, I love myself. Like, I'm good. Right. I'm like, okay, cool. So we'll go sit and meditate in the corner and let's do it. And they're like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, ooh, why? What are, what would come up that you're resisting or you're fearing? that you're AK not fully accepting in yourself. And then that, cause that's going to then show up in your relationship. Mm, mm, so good. It makes me think of, of Jesus. I mean, Jesus, every single, she would spend time alone yeah. consistently. Like 40 days. And that, like, that was like one of his biggest. Yes. Yeah. And that was the time when he came back and the devil tempted him the most mm-hmm. when he was going through that journey. But it makes me think of us today in the world of today, where there is no moment of silence at any moment in time. Like right now, you getting notifications. If I take a look at my phone, I'm getting notifications. If you're listening, you're probably getting some sort of notification yeah. in your attention. I mean, even like we have background music here. Like, yeah, I mean, I tell people all the time, like the, you go into stores and they have music on because they don't want you to think. Oh. They want you to just make a decision. But if it's silent, you might question yourself. Is this worth buying? Or not? Like there's psychology. There's reason to everything. Mm. So imagine like if you had that connection with yourself to be okay being silent in yourself to then know yourself. Yeah. It's deep. It's yeah. deep. And then you bring things like breath work where you're literally like, there's many, the many times that I've had breath work sessions where I, it brings me, it's almost like I'm walking the streets again of door knocking. It has been many. And it's a realization of all of these little things that come up, these visions like, oh, those are still emotions that I'm holding internally. That I haven't processed. That I haven't processed. Yeah. Like I remember so many times where, where I, I would, I would be in my mind door knocking and my body would be sitting down doing breath work. I was like, oh, because like this experience is still there. And I can't go back in time and change it, but I can now transmute that energy where I'm at today. Yeah. And I think that I, I would say, I tell this to everyone, I'm like, I, don't, I feel like society has failed us in teaching us how to navigate the things we've been through in life, whether it was good or bad. Like we don't have the tools to remove any emotion, whether it's someone slamming the door at you, you doing sale to sales or, or, or sales or whatever it is. And I feel like, that creates more resistance and disconnection True. with ourselves because no people don't have those tools. I mean, like now they're here, we're, we're becoming more trendy, mm-hmm. but it's not where we should be at. Well, I think society now realizes that no matter how many band-aids we put on, it's not taking care of the wound. Yeah, I think our generation is definitely yes. in a way. Like I tell everyone, like we're here to end these generational traumas and curses. Yeah. And a lot of our generation saw, you know, our families and, and go through what they went through. I feel like a lot of our generation at least for me speaking, experience the medications mm, and like, mm. why are we medicating ourselves at such young ages and yeah. still not feeling happy? It's because we haven't addressed the reason why we're feeling the way we're feeling. Mm. And 
I think our generation is here slowly making those changes. No doubt. Which is good, but. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, again, that sense of responsibility. And as you say that, the sense of medicating is I think about how many times we turn to substances, whether it's marijuana, whether yeah. it's alcohol, whether it's any other sort of substance where it's like, I'm just, I want to feel better. So I'm going to go and turn to this. Ah. But we're still numbing. It's really just putting more things. It's shoving. What, what are you avoiding? Yeah. I mean, I, I even question myself too now, like when I go to smoke or go, if I go to drink, I'm like, okay, what, what are my intentions? Why am I doing this? Like, is it fully, is it for the right reasons? I mean, I was definitely a party girl. That side still exists. <laughs> and I have to make sure, like, is this really like best for me? And what are my reasons? Am I avoiding something? Is there, why do I want that glass of wine? And mm. because at the end of the day, like you might be stressed and tired from work. But did something come up at work that that pissed you off or something that you need to move that energy and emotion in a different way versus just drinking wine or hitting the joint to like shake it off? Sure. It, it, like you said, it's it's the, it's the mask. It's the band-aid. Yeah. And, and you're pointing at being able to take full ownership again. It's like you don't need anything externally. We can just die within. And then we throw in Christ and faith mm-hmm. into the picture. And truly, like everybody listening knows unapologetically what where, where my faith lies. Yeah. And I truly, as as I know that we've had conversations mm-hmm. <laughs> on to take these problems and these challenges and put them away, give them, not put them away, to give them to our faith, takes them all away. Yeah. It's all we need. So now with the idea of authenticity, because obviously you've been through a beautiful journey and some masks were in the picture. When you started to take off these layers of inauthenticity to open the true Tati up, mm-hmm. how did that impact your relationship it, it, intimately between whether it was Evan or your ex? Like, how yeah. did that impact? So when I started to pull back the layers, for me, there was a lot of guilt and shame. Um, and so for like it impacted my relationship before Evan because I, I just like hid, I lied. I couldn't uh like I couldn't just own it and then with Evan it just took over my mind and I shut down and I became avoidant and I didn't communicate and so because I was unable to like I was doing a lot of healing work don't get me wrong like I was aware but I like still had that like fear I had this like I was carried on so much guilt and shame and judgment from college Tatiana and things I had done or just behaved or things I said like you know stupid things right like we, we're young we're dumb and But like, I felt like for me, it just, I wasn't accepting that part of myself or I didn't forgive myself. Mm. And so it tore Evan and I apart. Like I I just had, I kept telling him like, I don't have the connection. It's not there. But that's because I wasn't even connecting to that part of me that I wasn't willing to look in the mirror and integrate and heal her. It was like, it was in the shadows. Yeah. And it tore my relationship apart. Like we broke up. Yeah. (laughs) And I ran away. So just really quick on this, because for those listening, get what Tati's saying. Her relationship with Evan at the time wasn't able to be fully there because of she of, of her lack of taking a look at what she was dealing with internally. And thank you for sharing so vulnerably, because again, like this is where the true power really lives. A lot of people get caught up on the other person being perfect without actually taking the initiative for themselves. Yeah. And you did. Yeah, it wasn't fun. I got to be wrong. It wasn't fun, but like I, um, you know, initially when we broke up, I thought the breaking up was going to like, do it like I don't know I'd be fine and but that was like the beginning of the inner ceiling um like on a deeper level I I released a lot of guilt I had done like a a breakthrough session right before it before the breakup but still there's so much more I needed to address and heal and yeah move through but yeah I had to 
do that to then even have any type of hope for myself and for future relationships. Without going too deep into detail, because it's obviously whatever you feel open to sharing. But what do you think when you did go through the breakup, you took a step back, what do you think created, like, how, how did you find what was underneath that still wasn't able to be seen when you were still in the relationship? I think it was admitting it. Mm. Like, I was just still hiding it from him or myself, like, pretending I was okay. Um, and it's funny because it's like, when you guys hear this, like, of course, I'm not going to, like, don't need to go every story. Like, why did I feel guilty and shame? Like, you may be like, girl, come on. Like, you're fine. Like, you, you didn't, you know, you were young. You did things. But, like, it just added on. It was, like, one after the other. And, like, it was this inner dialogue of, like, why would you do that? You shouldn't have done that. Like, you're, you know, like, all these things. So it just was all, the, it was just piles of piles. Um, mm. And it's, like, I accepted it. And I would talk about it in my mind. But I didn't do anything with that energy. I didn't forgive myself or talk about it with somebody else um so I kind of like knew what I needed to work on but I wasn't actually doing the work on like I was I remember like I would just be like well I feel this way I'm dreaming this blah 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 blah. but it's like okay but then what like Mm. what are you gonna do are you gonna forgive yourself are you gonna finally let go are you going to say what you need to say to that person and I, I wasn't doing those things I was aware of the feelings I was feeling and why I was feeling it and maybe not fully to its depth but I wasn't like it was like spiritual bypassing it's like mm-hmm. yeah I know but I'm not doing anything about it or I think I'm doing something about it but I wasn't actually doing something about it and actually during that time period when I was in when I started my breathwork facilitator training and so what I realized with that was there was so much in my body wow. that I did a lot of mindset work on letting go but like it was my body Somatic. that was holding on to the shame and the guilt and um, the lack of forgiveness and I think that's what allowed me to kind of uncover more and more things than fully release it on like an energetic level yeah wow you just brought me back to when we were having coffee one morning this is bef- this as we're going through it yeah this is during the breakup yeah. and I remember sitting down at Deeks and you were getting very teary-eyed because you started to realize that there was a conversation needed to be had not even with Evan but beforehand yeah and you had that when you did what did that open up for you Wait, had it with Evan? No, because there's something with your ex that. Oh, I realized it's a funny part. Um, yeah, Lauren actually wanted me to like uh, encouraged me to have that conversation. It was closure. It was yeah, um, forgiveness. I actually didn't have that conversation. Got it. And for so many years, I tried and tried um, to have the conversation, and then and he, God, whatever, like it didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> And actually, what I like that you're bringing this up because I think what I realized was it doesn't take a conversation with someone else mm-hmm. to forgive them or forgive yourself or mm-hmm. to do the healing. And I think that's what I kept doing. I kept putting the ball in the wrist, like, oh, it will heal when I see him. It will hear, heal when I have the conversation and like share how sorry I am or share my truth or just clear the air, whatever it was. But it wasn't that. And I was able to learn to get the closure and healing and forgiveness without that conversation with him. And I still have never had that conversation with him. And oh. I, you know, there's moments out, I'll be honest with you guys, there's moments in time where I do pray and I'm like, you know, I do hope I see him again. There's a lot of love and respect and a friendship that was there. Um, and like even the things that like I would want forgiveness on aren't even like, you know, if it were comparison wise, like I didn't cheat or anything. I just like, yeah. but it was just like little things that I just, they weren't, I wasn't showing up 
how I wanted to show up and mm. who I truly was. And I acted a certain way in college because of medications and drugs and having fun and just like little things like that. Like, oh, yeah. this man like knew me for who I was and I didn't, wasn't in a te- integrity and I wasn't in authenticity. And like, I didn't like that and it never felt well. But yeah, at the end of the day, like I never have had that conversation with him. He literally could be listening to this and I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I love that. But I had to learn to self-forgive and yeah, but I had that awareness, tried having that conversation again. Yeah. Didn't but hey, I learned that. And now I feel like I've been able to help other women be like, you don't need to have this closure talk sometimes. You can just let it go. It's, it's yeah, it's in your mind. Like you can choose to let it go. You can choose to forgive. It sucks, of course, because we want to have the conversations. Yeah. Right. It makes that us closure. feel better. It makes us have that connection there. Uh, and now I'm a strong adamant of like, you really don't. And honestly, don't torture yourself. Because for me, like I was tortured for years, mm. years because of it. Self-torture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, no one else was shading me, unforgiving me. Like I still had like, like we're him and I are good, on good terms. Like I don't, I haven't talked to him now, but like in that time frame, sure. we would check in, see how we were. But like deep down, I was like, there's so much self guilt and hate and sh- shame around that relationship. When I did so much other self love healing, it was like yeah. that one area of my life mm. was not addressed, and it, it obviously took a toll on me. Sure. sure. Well. <laughs> <laughs> You can ignore it for as long as you want. And it doesn't matter how much like like personal development you work you do in every other area, like do the area that you're neglecting or not, your life will probably crumble like my relationship did. So at what point, because this is so big, and just really quick to just give context for myself as well. I remember having uh, my first girlfriend ever in high school, like literally had no girlfriend at all. My first girlfriend started like my beginning of my senior year of high school. Beautiful woman. Long story short, that relationship ended really ugly. Maybe two to three years later, like to the point where I didn't know if I was a good enough of a man to be in a relationship. Damn. Fast forward, her and I spoke maybe like four years after that relationship ended. And again, it ended in a really bad way. Now, to this day, we'll, we'll start communicating. Really seldom through Instagram. That's nice. Like messages back and forth. Yeah, like she'll watch my stories. And if you're listening to this, just know that I'm so thankful for everything that we went through and thank you for teaching me what you taught because I was able to be who I am today partly because of the work that you supported me going through. So thank you. I'm not going to say your name. You know who you are if you're listening. For you, because with that, to have that conversation with her, it supported me in like, okay, closure. And I remember very vividly, it was supposed to be a 10-minute conversation. Two hours later, I'm, I'm walking outside <laughs> Neptune City, New Jersey in the middle of January. So it's freezing. But this conversation was much more important than, than I realized it was going to be. I learned so much about her after we broke up that I didn't know before. Yeah. So it, it helped me like put like a, like a closure on that. Yeah. For the, and I also honor what you're saying. You don't have to have the conversation. When did you know that this thing was complete and over with? Like you were complete with what you could have said. It was no longer in your space. The thorn was no longer in your arm to reference the untethered soul. I think there's a few moments. I remember in Costa Rica, my friend who I went with was like, Tati, I haven't heard you say I feel guilty or I feel bad. Mm. And this is before I have a nice breakup. So I did a breakthrough session. I released guilt on a like subconscious level mentally. Mm. And so that was like, I was like, oh, all right. Okay, cool. Like this isn't like consuming my mindset and my vocabulary. Um, but what I think I realized was when we broke up, Evan and I broke up, and I moved into my apartment, I didn't have like thoughts of the past. It was like in the moment of Evan and I, and I didn't have this desire to have to talk to him or anything. And I was like, oh, okay. Like I've been 
because from that point on, I would have been doing work and it was like, I didn't have the need mm. to do it or because or, in the past, if I hadn't done what I was like healing that breakup, I probably would have messaged him first thing. Like, let's have a conversation. Got it. But I didn't. And I, I felt at peace. I think that's what I would say. You know, and I just want to share this because like I'm feeling with my body right now. Love that. Yes, I've had closure. Yes, I've forgiven myself. And there is like a still part of me that would still love to have that conversation. Mm. Um, and so I think it's important to kind of like, I don't know, I'm, I'm like feeling into it because I like feel emotional right now, but I also am okay. And I think it's just because like sometimes it's nice. And I think us humans like to be heard and seen mm. and or at least for me. And so that's where that desire comes from to still, I would love to have that conversation sure. and I am at peace mm. and I am okay. And I have accepted what went down the past. I've healed. I've forgiven that version of myself. I, it does not consume me or my relationship anymore with Evan because like when I, in the old relationship with Evan, I would think about it, compare, mm. have thoughts in my head. And so I now know that that's not, that's not there. Mm. So I just like want to share that because like, yes, I've had closure. And of course it would be freaking nice to actually have a sit down conversation. Yeah. Cause I love that. Like I like speaking what I have to say, Yeah, but I was able to find healing and I was able to come into a new relationship. Yes. It was with Evan and not have those things consume me even without the conversation. And so, so that's funny. Like that feeling, those emotions just dropped as I just told you guys that. But uh, I think I just had to share that because it was like, don't get me wrong, it'd be nice to have it, but it's unnecessary. I was able to take the responsibility myself. But yeah, go back to your question. I think it was just like when I realized I was at peace that it wasn't consuming my thoughts, that I wasn't judging myself or comparing myself. And I was just like, honestly, so present with me, uh. my emotions, my healing, my relationship with God and my during that breakup went from like zero to 100. Um, and that's when I think I realized like this doesn't consume me anymore. I think I believe this to rest because it's not thought in my mind at all anymore. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yeah, you know all of that. Like I'm, I remember opening up to you and Lauren, and it's baggage. I think yeah. it's baggage, and I think people don't realize like if you don't deal with your baggage, it comes into your career or to the next relationship. And like I tell, like I said, like if that if you're listening, and you're like, oh, that boyfriend I did it in middle school and high school and college. If you did not heal that, if there's anything there, like that person's gonna come with you into the next relationship. Mm -hmm. They're gonna be sitting there like chirping you up like whatever whatever it is because you haven't laid that to rest and some yeah. people don't think that it's true and then they experience it when they're in the relationship and they get triggered mm. why are you acting this type of way mm. Where, why, you don't trust me or like because you didn't heal the things from the past and now your unconscious behaviors and thoughts show up in the relationship so i'm a really big advocate like heal your fucking shit before you get into the next one because it's gonna make it messy trusts me if i can save anybody time and years um but yeah i don't know i don't even know where it is huge huge no no you know you get it's it's you're 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 giving me the opportunity to be myself fully as well as those listening because yeah there's people out there that are still holding on to things from the past yeah. and look we as humans we're so brilliant we're so smart we'll put up walls to keep out the pain and those same walls also keep out the love yeah and so here we are we're walking around with a gilded cage yes it's beautiful and golden but it's nevertheless a cage and to be able to break down those walls, to be able to be authentic and vulnerable, allows other people, other situations, other experiences to actually flow into the experience of your life. For yourself, as you were as as you were navigating this journey of self healing and exploring yourself, um, what was like the the? Um, actually, let's say this: unconditional love. 
Because it sounds like through unconditional love, you've been able to get to this point of time in the relationship. Through the last conversation that we had in the podcast, we're talking about empathy, forgiveness, and uh, patience as being the recipe to unconditional love. Do you have that sense of empathy with the other person, putting my, putting ourselves in other people's shoes, having the patience and knowing that it's going to take time with ourselves and with others, and then having that sense of forgiveness, the letting go that you yeah. put into the picture. All of that you went through. Now, here you are, your fiance, you're getting married in a couple months and a year. A year. Yeah. In a year. Now that you're with Evan and you've been very open about this, I mean, people can go check out the episode where you share openly about the relationship. In fact, with Evan, you yeah. guys have a conversation between the two of you. What is the biggest thing that if you look back and you would have run into Tati two years ago, she was going through her depths of depths. How would you support her? That's really a good question. It's a really good question because I feel like I... I don't feel like there was anything else I could have done to get to where I'm at. Like, I figured it out without me having to say words. And why I say it that way is because the way I handled it, I'm so freaking proud of how I yes. handled it. How did with, you handle it? I handled it with just grace mm. and patience. I, for the first time in my life, didn't, like, I, like, only seeked opinions from very limited people. You and Lauren were one, like, and I just... I went within and I went to God. And that, I think, was that's the only advice I could tell myself then. It was like, you got, girl, you got to go with him. You got to go to God. You got to heal. You can only listen to those who are going to support you, not telling you you're stupid or crazy for breaking up with such an amazing, like, because I had ears in my mouth. I had to put boundaries. I had to get quiet and still. And, like, I did those things. And that's, I think that's why Evan and I have the relationship I do now. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else I would tell myself, actually, which is God. really interesting. It's I always have something to tell myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think I would. I don't know. I, I, I just, yeah, I don't know. I there you stumped me on that one. No, but it's beautiful because you, you, you literally, and again, goes to show who you are today. That sense of ownership, like you did take that ownership back then, and there's nothing that that you could have said differently. You would have done differently. No, you dealt with it. Yeah, like, you said something huge. You were very mindful of who you're paying attention to, who to listen to. You had these people that were giving you, you're stupid for waking up with this man and whatever they were saying to you. Boundaries, the yeah. other side of creating powerful relationships. Within that, setting boundaries, how do you think boundaries within the relationship and outside with friends, coworkers, so on and so forth, how, do, how does that impact? I think without boundaries, you're letting things in that don't need to be let in. And without boundaries, like... You're letting others and environments dictate you kind of and you and you 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 and lord have definitely uh helped me with boundaries or communication with that because um i, I don't even know like what what made me only seek certain people's opinions and i only had certain people during that time or talked about it but i just i think i learned at the lesson that i can't I think I learned the lesson of like not always listening to everybody else through my mm. career experience, um, just becoming more and more to me, and just really being really intentional. And you know, to be honest, there's relationships that I I see in the world and I don't want, yeah, with all due love and respect. Or, I don't. Um, and I just was like, okay, who who do I trust, mm -hmm. and who can I lean on to get their support and their opinions? And I let myself in with that. And then with other people, I had to set boundaries and say like, hey, I appreciate your love. 
in your opinion and I'm not seeking advice mm. and I'm not going to vent to you because I don't want more noise in my ear and I had to have I've had I have to say those words to people yeah um because if not it would have consumed me I probably wouldn't done the healing I really needed to do and hear the message I really needed to hear no doubt. and so I think without boundaries you're you're getting torn in so many different ways and you're not coming back to you you know the answers God has them put them on your heart and so if you don't put boundaries you're living life sometimes for other people versus yourself mm, mm. how do you see and it's so powerful because I mean strychnine which is a really powerful poison strychnine from a love from a person that loves you and strychnine from a stranger so strychnine so you're pointing to these opinions that some people were giving you which well intent I'm sure people that loved you yeah. however not really supportive now that you're here with the powerful relationship that you have about to be married in a, in a year how do boundaries still play a role within the relationship well we have Evan and I have put boundaries of like who we hang out with individually mm. without like you know where's our energy yeah. going into are they in our morals and values individually and together we've put boundaries with ourselves yeah um with like each, each other. other yeah okay like cool hey like that's a boundary for me if you say something like that or like you speak to me in this type of way or i don't know i'm trying to think because like ever like we really do have a great relationship and always sure i'm trying to think of an Not example pretty. of boundaries um you know boundaries like okay right now as we're recording this my sister lives with us yeah so we have boundaries of like what are conversations we can have in front of her and what are not what are our time boundaries like what's your boundary of like us time versus you time or like how can we make this a win-win like i like to see boundaries as like a good thing like it's just a way to win-win with people mm -hmm. like hey don't cross this boundary so i because that's gonna that's crossing my my line sure and then that's going to ruin our friendship or our dynamic. And same with Evan and I. So like, what's our boundary of phones when we're having quality time? Mm. We have a boundary of like, when we're on a walk, we don't go on our phones mm. so that we can be present with each other. Like, that's a boundary. And I feel like some people think boundaries are like, oh, like rough or like sting. Like, no, like that's just an intention. We set, we like a standard. I think that maybe that word would be like a standard we have for ourselves. And so we have different standards within ourselves, boundaries in our relationship to make the relationship strong open communication and be where we're at because yeah. clearly we broke up for a reason so how can we be on the same page and what things need to be in place so that we don't ever get to that place ever again yeah yeah it's so important it makes you think of the amount of relationships that have helped when we talk about boundaries it's like the immediate closing up that shows up it's like very similar experience where when people think about discipline they immediately close up it's like this negative state yeah. but i love the way you put it. it's a standard it's like the way i see it's it, it's an agreement if I'm going to go a business interaction with somebody, there's an agreement in place. Well, yeah. we have a relationship. Why do we not have agreements? Mm -hmm. How can we potentially hold each other back from taking an action that's going to create a conflict for the other person? Yeah. Which is so important in relationships. Now for you, because, and and we can absolutely like down the road, this is going to be space for another conversation. Uh, boundaries. Does that ever occur to you? Like it create, it could create conflict for Evan. Yeah. How do you still navigate that conversation? Because I think a lot of people get fear of like, if I communicate this boundaries, it's going to be like a conflict. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that. So I think like the one, first thing I would say is like, it's not always what you say, it's how you say it and come mm -hmm. from a loving place. And I'm trying to think of an example of what I said to Evan recently, but I can't really think of one because we've just done so much communication and we just know so much now. Yeah. Um, but I think when we were first getting back together, we really had to have these conversations. And so what way we went about it was like, hey, I would love, like, can we just have a conversation I would love to just share something that's with you on my heart where 
it will allow us to be on the same page and have a stronger connection. And that's my intention here. And then like start with that. Start with something positive. What is the intention of the boundary? And then from there, I'd be like, I really didn't appreciate it when you did this or when you said this or um, X, Y, Z, uh, whatever the, the, yeah. the boundary is, right? And I would really appreciate this instead. So that way we can win. That way we can like paint the picture. Like how will this improve the relationship yeah. versus focusing on the behavior or the boundary that was crossed? Mm. Like, okay, address it. What's the consequence if they don't? Yeah. Like if they cross it again, but also how can it win? And how can you end it on that note? And I think like be like having a partner that's like, yo, we need to talk about these things because if you cross my boundaries and I shut down again and I don't talk about it or you vice versa, where is it going to lead us? Right. So like, let me know your standards because I don't know, but like say it in a loving way. Mm -hmm. So that way we can have a win-win. Um, but I think it's just the way you say it. It's coming from a loving place versus like, don't do that. Yeah. Like, whoa, explain why. How can they win? Explain the boundary versus just like a harsh no. I don't know. Yeah, totally. Because it's, it's, it, you make me think of how easily we as humans, we get defensive. <laughs> yeah. So like, especially from a, from a boyfriend to girlfriend to husband to wife dynamic. If we, if we haven't done the work, the moment that, and it happened to me in the past with Lauren, where she would be like, hey, you're, you're too much sometimes. Mm. But I would take that as like, that's my mom telling me to quiet. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not what's happening, but I hadn't done the work yet Yeah. to realize that, to create the frame, because we're framing, our, our, our world lives in communication, to create the frame of, hey, I'm about to share something to improve our relationship. Yeah. This isn't so that I press your little boy button and now you put yourself in a diaper. Mm -hmm. Like, no, this is feedback for both of us so we can actually improve on this relationship. And then from there, to communicate it from a loving, uh, from a loving place so that it lands, and then you actually move towards into that possibility created yeah and and uh, i mean i think it's like that it's like it, I'm, I'm laughing because i had a conversation with my sister last week she mm. lives with us and it was a boundaries conversation we didn't but the thing the, the why i'm laughing is because we didn't use the word boundary uh. so like it was just a conversation of like hey i didn't like what, I forget what it was about like woke up in the morning and the first thing you say is this and i'm like okay well then don't leave your dishes out right but like okay how can how can I better communicate so I don't upset you first thing in the morning? And how can you either be pro more proactive or what are what's the standard I expect mm. when you live in my house? Mm. Right. And it's just like, how can hey, how can we just be on the same page? Hey, how can we not have arguments or resentment or anger? Like, how can we just live well together? And I just share that because like, cool, we're talking about relationships. And yep. what about boundaries with your parents? Totally. With your your sister. I've had to set boundaries with my parents, like, hey. When you guys call me, like, we're not talking about business because it adds more pressure. Like, mm. this was more when I was starting. I appreciate it. I love you for checking in. I know your intentions are good. And it makes me feel a little uncomfortable because I'm not where I want to be yet. And I just, I don't want to talk about that. And that's a boundary. Right? And so, like, I didn't have to use the word boundary, but it's just expressing yourself. Sure. Like, do, instead of this, can you do this instead? Yeah. And, and that's, again, the powerful stance to that is to be able to have a conversation with it. A lot of people expect these boundaries, but they never communicate them. So how could you ever expect for something to be delivered if it's not communicated? Yeah. So you go to a restaurant and say, give me a good plate. You choose. She comes out. Oh, I don't like steak. Well, you told me it for you. Like, what's the expectation here? How's that going to work? And just like when you're driving down the road, the lines are not walls, yet we drive down the lines as if they were walls. To your point of like here you have these these 
you didn't necessarily use the word boundaries, but now there's a communication where there's set boundaries, even though there doesn't have to be necessarily like, hey, here's a boundary. No, this is- Yeah, because that's why I, like, I tell my clients that all the time. I'm like, don't fucking use the word boundary then. If that doesn't feel good, don't say it. Just be like, hey, I just want to share something that bothered me. Or, hey, I want to share something that can improve our friendship or relationship. Someone's going to respond a lot better when you say that versus, hey, I want to set a boundary with you. Especially if you or them have a negative connotation to it. So, like, just don't use it then. But just know that is what you are doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Like, I, I, like, laugh about it. But, like, you know, I mean, even with our friend group, like, we're all pretty communicative if we have a boundary. Or, like, you know, you guys have have shared that a lot with me. as a friend, like I remember like Lauren's, it wasn't a boundary, right? But it's more of like communicating like, hey, I'm I'm not cool with this or I'm not feeling this. I don't feel well to do this. And I was like, I learned a boundary. Like, okay, yeah. cool. Like we're going to hang out, but we're not going to hang out three days in a row, right? Like it could yeah. be a silly boundary like that. Yeah. Um, but I feel that, uh, I don't know, you guys have really helped me improve communication. I think that's what it comes down to is communication. Yeah. Communication is key in life. Yep. Everything. Everything. Yeah, and that sense of authenticity to be able to know this is I, in your example. I don't want to hang out for three days in a row. Okay, that's also being authentic because I've been in situations where it's just like ongoing, only to realize like, oh, I don't, I'm, I'm sick of this person. It's like, no, it's not that you're sick of the person. It's just that what you've been doing for a consistent period of time is not you. It's too much, and then you have to say you have a boundary. Right. So it's right. Like, cool. And then I think at the end of the day, you need to know your own boundaries. Oh, no doubt. I mean, that's the most important thing. Yeah. Because how could you communicate that to others if you don't know it for yourself? Yeah. Back to that unconditional love towards self first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think when you have that love towards yourself and you know yourself, coming back to like really knowing who you are, that's when you can then be with people and communicate. I I want to really emphasize in communication because that was a huge reason why we, where why it ended with Evan and I was like, we didn't know how to communicate yeah. properly. Yeah. And that's most people. Yeah. Which again, thank you for the work you're doing. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing it still. I'm still learning how to communicate each and every single day. I had to communicate with friends last week. It wasn't fun. But hey, you guys, I just share that because like, if we don't communicate to others, we can't expect anything to change. And we can't assume for them to like read our minds, whether it's a friendship, coworker, relationships, like we can't assume. Mm. That technology is so much. You're such a powerful woman. You're an incredible friend. You're an incredible fiance. You're going to be an incredible mom. The way in which you show up in the world gives people the opportunity to be themselves fully. The way in which you show up in your power and your spiciness uh, is, is, a, is encouraging. And at the same time, to be able to see your nurturing and your loving and your kind side is also really nurturing and really loving to see. Thank you for seeing me. I appreciate it because you've played a really big role in my life. And I will always say, like, I will always give, like, just recognition because mm. Yeah, you met me when I was already on my personal development journey. And you've challenged me a lot. And you've helped me a lot. And you really have helped me stand more into my ownership and responsibility. I remember moving into the apartment. You're like, well, are you going to make a fucking choice? What do you have to do to make this apartment work? And I was like, oh, put my big girl pants on. Yeah, you're fucking right. I'm going to figure out a way versus like self-victimizing. Like, oh, poor me. I'm going through a breakup that I chose to do. Yeah. You know, and so I, I appreciate you for... um being who you are and teaching me so much about communication and relationships and holding me to the standard. No doubt. Because it's allowed me to rise up. Yeah, because I love you. I know. And I love myself. And if I'm going to be able to be in a powerful group of people, I got to love them. Mm -hmm. And this is where sometimes a true friend says things that need to be heard, not what the other person wants to hear. Do you think it's, it was comfortable for me to say this? Oh, I've like, uh, conversations we. I know. Sometimes you're like, so what are you going to do about it? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, 
sting. You're right. You're right. <laughs> and, and all of that, look at the friendship that we now have. So for anybody listening, if you're afraid to step into an uncomfortable conversation, explore the type of bond and trust that you cannot have with that person because the other person knows you're not going to put up with their shit or their lies. And then for you to also respect yourself enough to be able to communicate openly where you're going through. Yeah. No, I agree. And I, I really think that like because of the friendship and standard and just what you mirror back at me is created this friendship. Like when I go to th- like when I have issues, even though I know the belief for the baggage, sometimes yeah. I don't know how to process it. Like I go to you and Lauren because like I know you're going to give it to me how I need it to be given in, in, tr- in a truthful, loving way. But you're not going to like let me get away with it, like in that sense, like you're going to let you're going to support me in overcoming it. And that's what I seek versus sometimes other friends don't. And that's okay. But like because we built that relationship and honesty and like you create a safe space for me, like that's why I keep coming back when I need help. (laughs) Like help me. (laughs) And same to you. Like the amount of times that I think of you and Evan and I speak with you guys because I need some sort of support. I mean, iron sharpens iron. I'm not going to go to somebody that hasn't done the work that's going to projectile vomit all over me yeah. verbally. No, I'm going to go to somebody who can actually hear me from my own blind spots because they're so quick to oh. justify, <laughs> rationalize, and generalize. Like, all of this makes it okay for what I'm doing. It's like, no, if you really have somebody close to you that's going to put the mirror up, you realize, oh my gosh, I've been in my diaper this whole time. Let me take this off. It's so funny how our brain like will still do that. Like I still have moments like that. I'm like, yeah. you know better. What are you doing? Why is your mind thinking all these thoughts? <laughs> Just buying it. They're like, ah, it's the human side. Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> Tati, thank you so much for taking time today. For those listening, so Radiant Podcast. Yeah, the Radiant Life Podcast. Radiant Life yeah. Podcast. And you have a retreat coming up soon. Where can people find more information? Yeah, we're having, my sister and I are hosting a retreat for women. Sorry, we do not do co-ed retreats right now. Okay. Um, But it'll be in February 22nd to 26th in Orlando, Florida. And so the link to apply uh, will be in the show notes. And yes. We're a little, we're almost halfway full, so very limited spots. And for those listening on the Radiant Life podcast, how can they, oh, my voice, um, where can they connect with you? I know Lauren isn't on here, and I kept referencing Lauren. Lauren yeah. is his wife, obviously. But um, <laughs> you guys do host co-ed retreats. I don't know. We do. <clears throat> if you have one coming up. But um, also for the men listening, because I get reached out a lot for men. And uh, I'm always like, I don't do coaching for men, but I have a friend. Oh, Sebastian. But where can they find you to, I don't know, get some support sure. and learn more about Sure. I think easiest way for people to get to know who I am, because for me, as I'm looking to connect with others and when I'm seeking support, I want to see who they are as an individual and not just what they do. Yeah. And it's much more important to understand somebody's character than just the offerings that they have. So my Instagram, that's really the place where you'll see the most authentic side of me. Um, and if you're looking for any sort of support specifically within relationships, high performance, being able to take your life to the next level in all realms of life, reach out. Yeah. Yeah, it's great, you guys. I mean, Evan works with him. He's worked with me on more of a friend level. Gabby has worked with you. Look at that. Isn't that so funny? <laughs> I love it. I love how we've been able to coach each other in our friend group and also be friends. Like, how fucking awesome is that? That's so powerful. I'm that is powerful. That. That's a very unique place to be in within friends because it's very easy for, again, that defensiveness to come up. Boundaries. Where to go? We had to have boundaries. That's right. That's but, um, yeah, no, I can't speak highly enough. Oh, you're the best. Appreciate you. I love you. Thank you time. guys enjoyed this. Yeah, me too. Kind of like bounced off, but uh, hopefully there's some value in just sharing kind of what goes on in our brains yeah. a little bit. And 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 these the like these types of conversations is what ultimately what's gotten us to where we're at now. By no means are we there. We'll never mm-hmm. even get there. Yeah, but we we are where we're at, which is a pretty freaking incredible life. Yeah. 
So if we can bring you value through these conversations, stay plugged in. Tatiana Kouto, Instagram as well. Yeah. Yep. Underscore Tatiana underscore. Yeah. Yep. You'll get to see your spicy side as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A little bit more spicy on probably the podcast or TikTok, but yeah. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Tati, you're the best. Oh, I love you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You got it. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to follow, like, and subscribe to stay updated on future episodes. And we would love to know how you enjoyed today's episode by leaving us a review. We look forward to continuing this journey of self-discovery and connection with you, and we'll see you on the next episode. Much love.